What's going on? Welcome into the Sharp Angle Podcast. Do you want to start making more money betting sports? Because a common misconception that I hear a lot is if you want to make more money, start betting more, start betting more games, start increasing your unit size, start betting more parlays. These are all not ways to make more money. In fact, the best way to start making more money as a sports better is to start losing less. Okay. Even a professional is going to lose 45% of the time. It's shopping around and losing less every time that happens. That's how you're going to make more money. So if you want to start doing that, I would recommend betting with betteredge.com. The reason they don't charge a VIG, okay? That pesky minus 110, the reason that the average sports better can't win over the long run is the VIG. So now that you get rid of that, you can be a winning sports better if you go 51%. Isn't that great? And with football coming up, a lot of typical minus 110 games, you can start betting VIG free at betteredge.com. So start making more by losing less with Better Edge. Online, betteredge.com. That's B-E-T-T-O-R, edge.com. Use promo code SHARP for a free $10, and that lets them know we sent you right here on the Sharp Angle Podcast. Online, betteredge.com, promo code SHARP. What's going on? Welcome into the Sharp Angle Podcast. How you guys doing? How's everybody on a Friday morning? Happy Friday. Hope you guys had a nice week. We're getting this done bright and early on Friday. Big day ahead, so I figured knock this thing out. And uh, it's football Friday. We are getting closer to football season. I can't wait. And I've been doing football homework for <laughs> uh, a long time, it seems. Uh, too long, it seems, but uh, just ready to get going. So on today's show, we'll talk some college football. I uh, recently got the Phil Steele 2021 season preview magazine, and this is kind of my last piece of the puzzle. Before this, I was getting, you know, collecting data, organizing it, doing what I needed to to get the answers I needed. I uh, pretty much have done everything, you know, using my own metrics and my own kind of, uh, you know, my own system to this point. So the last piece of the puzzle is... I'm incorporating public information. And you've got to be careful because when you're trying to handicap, if there's information that's public out there, like the Phil Steele magazine, everyone's going to have this info now, including bookmakers, people trying to take your money, people trying to win these bets. And as we talked about on yesterday's show, sports betting is a multiplayer game, meaning you're playing against other people, but you're actively playing against the house. And it's a zero-sum game, unlike any other game in Vegas, okay? If you're talking blackjack, roulette, it's not you versus the house. That's you versus the set of rules that's designed to beat you. The house just facilitates the game. The sports betting is the only game where it's you versus somebody behind the counter. So when Phil Steele comes out with this information, I highly, highly uh, advise against just looking at that and then using that to be your basis to make sports bets. Everyone out, If everyone else out there has access to the same info you do, it's likely going to be incorporated into the line. That's why it's so important that I recommend getting involved, making your own statistics, doing advanced homework, advanced work, stuff the average person isn't going to do. That's the only way we could find an edge in betting sports. However, I thought it was a nice opportunity to use some of this information from the Phil Steele magazine and bring you guys up to date with how 
uh, a, a professional, really good pro like Phil Steele looks at this. Now, let's be careful because Phil Steele isn't a pro better, but I mean... He's certainly a professional college football evaluator. He's had tremendous success for over the last two decades. And so I want to focus on a couple of things uh, that Phil Steele really hammers home in this magazine. And it's predictive. So it's really been consistent year after year. If you look at these certain factors predicting how a team will do relative to last season. Will they go up? Will they go down? Will they improve or will they uh, get worse? So the first thing we'll talk about is close wins or close losses. Uh, Phil Steele has identified that when a college football team has a lot of close wins in any given season, they're very likely to follow it up the next year with a worse record. Vice versa. If you have a lot of uh, close losses, you're likely to follow up next season with a better record. And this has been so strong of a prediction and a trend. The previous year, if you look back the last 10 years, if you okay, so the last 10 seasons, if you go back each of those years and look back one one season, teams that had three or more net close losses, they have a 75.5, so let's just say 75% chance of improving their schedule the following season. So if you have three or more close losses one year, there's a 75% chance, three out of four, that you're going to improve the next season. Teams that fall into that category from 2020 to 2021, these teams are expected to improve this season. And this goes in order from uh, the most likely to improve. Louisville, UCLA, Eastern Michigan, Vanderbilt, Southern Mississippi, FIU, which is Florida International, Rice, Wyoming, Northern Illinois, Arizona State, Troy, Florida, and Texas State. Now, to give you their close losses last year, uh, every single team on this list had more than three close losses. So, given history, every single team on this list has a 75% chance to do better this season. So statistically speaking, about three out of four teams that we just read should improve just based on that one metric. Now, this is important. We don't want to, again, make some futures bet or start betting blindly on Louisville or UCLA just because of this statistic. But overwhelmingly, this does mean they'll improve one year to the next. So this is how you get opinions or angles or things to bet on. You accumulate statistics and things like this. This is just one factor. Close wins, close losses. You want to get several different factors. You know, Ideally, 12, 15, 20. There's not really a number per, per game, but the idea is you get a lot of things that add up and then you start to get on the right path for some teams. But those teams that I just mentioned uh, all expected to improve based on close losses last year. What about teams that had close wins in 2020? And teams that are expected to lose or or, or uh, have their wins go down this season. Okay, so these teams are expected to uh, be worse in 2021 based on close law lo- or excuse me based on close wins last season. Louisiana, Stanford, Ball State, Missouri, Colorado, USC, Liberty, Memphis, Coastal Carolina, Nevada, and Kent State. Those teams had a lot of close wins last season. And to give you an idea, every team except Nevada and Kent State had at least three. 
And uh, every team except Colorado, Missouri, Nevada, Kent State had at least four. So uh, Louisiana, Stanford, Ball State, and Louisiana. What is that? That's not. Uh, let's see. Is that just the? Is that no? Because the Raging Cajuns are. Uh, let's see. Louisiana football. Is that the Raging Cajuns? Is that who they're talking about? Yeah, I thought that'd be like Louisiana Lafayette or something. 2021 Louisiana football schedule. It is Raging Cajuns. What the hell happened to Lafayette? I guess they have to cram a lot of information in this book. I'm like, Louisiana? Okay. The Raging Cajuns. I actually remember on the old uh, college football game, back back in the day, back in my day, it seems like that now, uh, I, I started a dynasty with the Raging Cajuns. I ended up winning a natty with them. But, uh, whew. I can't wait for that game to come back, man. All right. Um, let's get on with this Phil Steele stuff. Uh, so that's close wins, close losses. That just saves you time. I mean, we could do this homework ourselves, but two things you, we should take away. One, you don't want to you know, start betting just on this information. This is good info, but it's one factor. And the other is we can learn something moving forward, how to apply this knowledge to other sports. Okay, using the idea of close wins, close losses, we can apply that to basketball, football, baseball, hockey, soccer, and get an idea of, okay, are teams overperforming or underperforming? Because the average better out there falls victim to the final score. I mean, so many people, you know, if there's a football game and team A is winning 21-20 with 10 seconds to go and team B gets a Hail Mary to win the game 26-21 because they probably wouldn't kick the extra point. Okay. A lot of people will criticize or downgrade the team who lost based on that fluke interception. You can't do things that way if you want to win money. Okay. So what a lot of people will do is look at last year's record. Oh, this team was seven and five. Or they didn't play 12 games last year, but you know, whatever. This team had a good record last year. They're bringing back a lot of pieces. They must be better this year. It's not that easy. Did they have a lot of close wins last year? Because if so, history says they may follow that up with some close losses this year and regress to the mean. So this stuff does matter, and it gives us an insight of how to approach other sports with this information. All right, let's get on to YPP. YPP is one of the... uh, Uh, most utilized stats, or at least it was, I think it's getting more and more antiquated because more and more people use it. And as we said earlier in the show, the more information is public, the less relevant it is in our sports betting. But YPP still does mean something. YPP stands for yards per point. And yards per point obviously represents how many points are you giving up per yards allowed? The higher the number, uh, the worse for offense. The higher the number, the better for defense. So offensive YPP, based on what we saw last year, who here's how we expect to improve moving forward. And again, this is based on teams who overperformed last year or underperformed last year, what they'll do this season. So teams who underperformed last year, who are expected to improve this season based on YPP, UMass, Vanderbilt, Arizona, Bowling Green, UNLV, uh, Michigan State, South Alabama, Utah State, Temple, Illinois, Maryland, Florida Atlantic, Nebraska, 
and Navy. In that order, the teams I read first have the highest chance of going up. And the inverse, teams expected to go down based on offensive YPP last season. Boise State, Ohio, Buffalo, Texas, and Alabama. Now, one thing I have in common here with these teams, I think this is the one area where we should largely ignore. Because when I do my own work, offensive YPP, teams who overachieve, actually don't tend to decrease the next season. Now, if they if they underachieve, they are likely to increase the next year because that's sort of how statistics work. However, teams like Boise or even Ida or excuse me, or even Ohio or Buffalo, and you notice Alabama's on this list too, they habitually do well. They're doing well every single year. So teams who highly perform on offense isn't necessarily an indication they're going to decrease the next season, especially for teams so efficient like Boise or Alabama. All right, now let's go to the other side of the football. Look at defensive YPP. Same thing, teams who under underperformed last year or overperformed, what are they going to do this season? Either regress to the mean or progress to the mean. Uh, defensive YPP, teams who are expected to get better in 2021. Kansas, Colorado State, Bowling Green, Northern Illinois, ULM, Louisiana Monroe, uh, USF, Akron, Michigan State, Temple, and Duke. Defensive YPP teams expected to get worse this year. Ohio, Marshall, Northwestern, and BYU. So YPP, you're going to hear a lot of people talk about that. It does matter, but again, more people are using it, meaning it's less and less relevant, but it still does mean something. All right, last thing here from the Phil Steele Magazine, the 2021 rankings for toughest schedule. This matters a lot. In college football, with so many different teams, non-conference, who do you have in conference, strength of schedule matters. The top 10 hardest schedules from 10 to 1. Nebraska, number 10. Colorado, number 9. Stanford, number 8. Arizona, number 7. Kansas State, Number six, Purdue. Number five, Kansas. Number four, Georgia Tech. Number three, Auburn. Number two, Arkansas. Number one. You may be wondering where some other high-profile schools are. We'll, we'll read a couple off right now. Oklahoma has the number 51 toughest schedule. Alabama has the... Where are they here? Alabama has the number 19 toughest schedule. Michigan, a lot of Michigan people listening, has the number 12 toughest schedule. It's, that's, I mean, Michigan's going to have a tough year, um, but we expect them to improve. We'll talk about Michigan coming up here. They're going to be an interesting team. Um, and then what's going on upstairs? You know, the dog barking. And then uh, I think that's it. For, oh, let's get Ohio State. Where are the Buckeyes on here? Ohio State, 47th toughest schedule. So, uh, yeah, that does matter, but... Uh, just thought that was interesting for tough schedule. All right, before we get out of here today, let's give away one best bet. This is for week one of college football. And I think this is a bet a lot of you guys will uh, side with me on, will really appreciate and will think this is a good bet. Now, <laughs> I'm not just doing that for this factor. I, mean, I think a lot of bets I give on here, rightly so, you guys hear and you go, what? I wouldn't make that. Well, those are likely winning bets. However, I think I'm going to be on the side with the squares and with the public on this bet. So let's get it in early because I think the, the sharps are going to be on this game. I think the squares are going to be on this game. And I think this line will move. It's UCLA hosting LSU 
We're going to take the LSU Tigers minus four on the road. I think UCLA is going to be a better team this year, but I think the same thing for LSU. Tigers get off to a quick start. Minus four on the road, certain value, in my opinion, for the LSU Tigers. So best bet, week one. It's not a real futures bet. It's going to, it's going to, uh, they're going to play here in about a month. LSU minus four at UCLA. All right, that does it for Football Friday. Thanks so much for listening. Good luck, whatever you guys have going on tonight. We'll talk to you tomorrow, bright and early, for Saturday's Quick Picks on the Sharp Angle Podcast.